Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where we talk all things marketing, business, and personal development. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the marketing coach, motivational speaker, and Dr. Pepper lover with a mission to connect you with the most incredible women I can find and the tools you need to chase those crazy, audacious dreams of yours. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's turn that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Before we dive into this episode, I've got a little something for you. If one of your business goals is to finally leverage email marketing without all the headache, then I've got just the thing. It's Flowdesk, my favorite platform for connecting with my email list and providing freebies to my followers. It's the only email platform I have ever fallen in love with because it's so easy to use, lets you do everything you need to do, and the designs are gorgeous. Here's the catch. Flowdesk is finally coming out of beta. So if you were ever going to join, now is the time. Just use code Haley before November the 2nd, and you'll lock in unlimited emails and subscribers at only $19 a month for life. Yes, I said for life. Just click the link below or head to flowdesk.com and use code H-A-Y-L-E-Y before November the 2nd to lock in this steal of a deal. Trust me, your email marketing is going to look amazing after this. You're welcome. And it'll be one of your favorite business purchases ever. Hey, hey, Firestarters. How is everybody doing? How have you been? What's been up? I have been pretty good. It is starting to feel like fall here in North Carolina, here on the coast. We don't get this kind of weather a lot. I'm excited. Some of you are like, what are you talking about? It's been fall. No, I live in coastal North Carolina and it is like summer 92% of the year. And then we get fall. We never really get a winter. We get like slushy yuck during our fall, (laughs) but we go back and forth between our fall and our, our summer temperatures. And the past couple of weeks, it's been very on and off but it's starting to kind of feel like fall. And I have to say, I am loving it. I have had my fall outfits and my sweaters and all of that stuff out for a while now. And I'm glad I'm finally getting to use them. So hopefully the weather's nice where you are. Hopefully you're having a great week. I am pretty excited about this episode because I'm going solo again. I'm not bringing you a guest quite yet. But this is something that I've been really wanting to talk about on the show for a while, because I think a lot of people get really tripped up on this in their business. And I know it's definitely one of those things where like, when we hear it, it's, it just brings on certain thoughts and certain things that we've been trained to think about as entrepreneurs. And I want to kind of bust that wide open in this episode. So what I want to talk about is delegating. And I know as entrepreneurs, we've been very much trained to, when we hear the word delegating, we think of hiring. Like we instantly think that means 
hiring someone, bringing them on to do the tasks that we don't want to do or um, just no longer have the time for or whatever. But delegating doesn't necessarily always just mean hiring. Yes, absolutely. Delegating can include hiring for sure. That's a great way to delegate. If you've got the money and the bandwidth and um, the ability to bring on an employee into your company and have the time to train them and all of that, awesome. Great way to delegate. But for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, you know, kind of um, small business owners who are starting out or are in the digital space or whatever, hiring may not necessarily be in the cards for you right now. Um, and I know I felt this way a lot. Like I'd hear people talk about, oh, you need to delegate. You need to delegate. And I was like, delegate what? I don't have anybody to delegate to. How can you delegate when there's no one there to delegate to? Uh, and so it just really frustrated me. And so I want to dig into five different ways that you can start delegating in your business that have nothing to do with hiring. So five things that you can start doing that are going to really help you delegate some things out, take some things off your plate, get a little bit of your time back that don't involve you bringing on an employee into your business. And hopefully this is going to help you out a lot. If you've been feeling that same pressure, like, oh, I've got to make some money so I can hire somebody because I'm out of time to do the things I want to do. I can't work on all of these projects and I can't scale the business and I don't know how to grow because I don't have the time or the bandwidth to do anything else. So hopefully this will help you out with that. I do want to preface this by saying that if you're at a point where you are feeling a little bit stuck in your business, maybe more so on the marketing side where the sales just aren't coming in or they've kind of plateaued and you don't know how to grow and get to the next level. I am only taking a few more spots for one-on-one -on -one coaching for the rest of 2021. So if you've been thinking I could use a coach, I really probably should invest in myself and my business, then I highly recommend that we have a conversation and you see if I'm a good fit for you, if you're a good fit for me, if we're going to be a good fit for each other, right? Um, Cause that's what it's all about. I don't want you to hire me. I wouldn't even let you hire me if I didn't think that we were a good fit for each other and you were actually going to get results. But if you've been feeling um, like you want to invest and you really are ready to grow your business, and you know that your marketing is just not quite where it should be, and you're not even totally sure what your marketing strategy is or how you should be marketing your business, then hit me up on Instagram at Haley Luckadoo. Reach out to me. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation and see if my program and if one-on-one -on -one coaching with me is right for you, because I only have a couple of spots left and I'm looking to fill them. So let's get back to the reason why we're all here. Let's talk about the five ways that you can start delegating in your business. And you can start doing these today. You can start doing these in any order. You can take any of these options that you want and try them out. But I kind of have them in a particular order for, for a reason. And my reasoning is just that I think this order makes the most sense. So if you're already, like, if you're not already doing the first thing, I would recommend starting there 
before trying out the second or third thing. If you're already doing the first thing or the second thing or whatever, great, awesome, move on to the next one. Um, But I think if you do them in this order, it's gonna be really beneficial to number one, keeping your sanity and number two, really actually giving you the benefit of your time back because that's the entire reason we want to delegate, right? Is to get more of our time back and start feeling like we're more in control of our ability to go out and work on new projects, work on our goals, et cetera. So the first thing that you can do to start delegating in your business, and this one might come as a little bit of a surprise to you because this is absolutely not what we think of when we think of delegating, but it's to prioritize. Create a priority list for yourself, right? We all have our to-do list. And if you've been around for a little while, you've probably heard me at some time or another talk about a must-do list and super short version of that. We all have a to-do list that we wake up and make and we want to, you know, knock out the whole to-do list in a day, but it's almost always impossible. Like we probably couldn't knock it out in three days if we wanted to. So I recommend having a must-do list, which is no more, no less than three items. For me, I decide that one of them must be a revenue generating activity, like maybe a sales call or creating a sales page, creating a new funnel, um, you know, like actually booking people into my program or whatever it is. Uh, The second one has to be a content related item for me. So actually putting out some piece of content that is helping me market my business. And then the third has to be personal. So something completely unrelated to business that I've been needing to get done, like an errand or time with my husband or whatever. And just kind of helping me keep that work-life balance a little bit so that I know I'm not just all work and no play for the day. I'm actually getting something done on the personal side of my life as well. So those are, that's kind of how I do my must do list. So it's always three items and those are the things that I knock out first. And those are the things that I want to make sure get checked off for the day. Anything else off my to-do list is just a bonus. So this is a really great way to prioritize what's the most important to you for the day, for the week, for the month. And I recommend that you really do that. Sit down with like a planner or do it in a spreadsheet or however you need to. I personally use power sheets for this. If you don't know what they are, check out Cultivate What Matters. They're amazing. I love my power sheets. Um, but I use my power sheets for this and I plan out like, what are the top couple of things that I need to get done this quarter? And then I drill down, okay, what are the top couple of things that need to be done this month, drill down into the week and then drill down into the day with my must do list that I make every day out of my to-do list. But this really helps you stop spending time on things that are irrelevant, things that don't matter. It helps you get really, really clear on what you actually need to get done If you're doing it the way that I do and you've got that um, content piece in there, that's really going to help you get clear on what the content plan is for your business and for your marketing. And then also I couple this with time blocking. So I, I love time blocking and time blocking does not have to look like, okay, I have every single hour of my day scheduled out like to a T and I have no free time. I actually time block. 10 minutes here and there for me to just scroll through Instagram, let my brain have a break. I time block in a 15 minute walk with my dog to get out and get some fresh air and stretch. 
whatever you need to do time block, however you want, but time blocking is really beneficial. Um, and then I also like to use a timer with that. So I have a little timer that if my time block is for an hour, I'll set my timer for 45 minutes and I'll aim to get my task done before the timer goes off. If I don't make it, I know I've already built in that 15 minute buffer into my time blocking so that I can finish it up. But a lot of the time we will give ourselves an hour for things we only needed 30 minutes for, right? When you really kind of put the pressure on sometimes you can get things done a lot faster than you think. So all of that to say, prioritize and in doing that, make your must-do list for the day, decide what really needs to get done, time block out your day, use a timer for a little less time than what you time blocked for and get productive. I promise this is going to help you get so productive. And this is a way to delegate because you're delegating your time. You're delegating to those very specific tasks that are the most important. So this is a form of delegation, but a lot of people don't think of that. So first and foremost, prioritize. Number two, and we start moving a little faster. That was my big rant, I promise. The second one, create systems, okay? And I know we hear a lot about systems and workflows, but sometimes like you can create systems for things you didn't even realize you could create systems for. So this 110% is where templates come in. I have a template for everything. So if you have contracts, if you have invoices, if you have brochures, if you have proposals, if you find yourself sending some type of email regularly, create a canned response in like, if you have Gmail, you can create canned response templates right there. So then they're just plug and play. If you don't have that, put them in a Google doc or a you know, Word document or whatever you need to do. But I have templates for everything. I have templates for emails. I have templates for pitches. I have templates for my clients for like contracting and invoicing and all of that stuff. I have templates for how I put together my podcast episodes and YouTube videos. I have templates for blog posts. I have templates for my website pages. I have templates for funnels. I have templates for social media graphics so many templates and templates are part of systems. It's going to save you so much time. And that's the point of systems. I also recommend having something like Trello or Asana, where you can go in and have all those different boards. You can create templates within that. You can set deadlines for yourself in there. Like just have checklists available for yourself for all of your processes. And in doing this, in creating these Trello or Asana boards and these spreadsheets and these checklists and all of these canned responses, I highly recommend anytime you do something like this, record yourself doing it or create a step-by-step -step guide for how you did that thing or a step-by-step -step checklist for whatever the process is put that into a Trello board and a sauna board, even like just do it in Google drive. That way you have your SOPs ready to go. SOPs are standard operating procedures. So this is literally the procedures for everything in your business. How does your business operate on the daily? If you have 
recordings of that stuff in place, if you have checklists, if you have templates, if you have all of this in place already, when you do go to hire, it is going to be so much easier for you to train this person and get them to understand what you want them to do, because you can literally point them to your SOPs and they can look at all of these checklists and processes and templates and videos that you have created for them and learn from those exactly what they're supposed to do step by step by step. So that's just kind of a side note on the importance of SOPs, but in creating your systems, you should also be documenting that so that you have those SOPs on file. The entire point of all of this is with creating systems, you want to find the tools, the platforms, the resources that are going to save you time. That is the entire reason that you have systems in place. So put systems in place that are going to give you your time back. What does that look like for you? Systems don't just look like one particular platform. You get to decide what the systems look like in your business and you get to create them. And the sky is the limit on how you want to do that. Get as creative as you want. Come up with a system that works for you, that works for your team or your future team. And always think of it that way. When I do hire people, when I do bring on employees, is this system going to work? Because I want to create something that's going to make that process easy. Number three, another one that I feel like people don't think of when they think of delegating. Put funnels in place. Okay. A lot of us, when we think of funnels, we just think of like, click funnels where it's like, okay, I'm selling them a book or something like that. And they put in their information and then I upsell them into like one thing. No, put funnels in place. And remember that your, whatever content platform you have, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog or some social media platform, that is the top of your funnel. So create systems within your systems here, put funnels in place so that you can hop on your Instagram stories and talk about the benefits of whatever it is you're selling and talk about the, you know, client testimonials that you have and all of this stuff and instantly just drop the link or put the link in your bio. People click on it. They're instantly taken to a sales page. They can read up everything they need to know about it. All the FAQs, all of it is selling them into this program or offer that you have. And then if they don't buy, they're taken into something else. If they do buy, they're taken to an upsell. You need funnels in place that are going to upsell them, downsell them without you having to do all that extra work. Okay. Funnels are a great way to delegate because it's making you more money. You're bringing in more revenue without having to do any extra work in the moment. Sure. It's work up front. Absolutely. But once you've created the funnel, that like your work is somewhat done. Sure, you have to go in and update it every once in a while. And, you know, there's still work to be done. Passive isn't always passive, right? But for the most part, this funnel is selling people into your offers, your courses, your programs, your services, your products, whatever it is, 
without you having to sit there and have this massively long conversation with them to decide if it's right for them. And then if they don't buy, then you try to offer them something else and you talk them into that. If they do buy, you're coming back and saying, well, would you also want this? No, just put funnels in place. I don't care what stage of business you're at. I don't care what you sell or what you have to offer. Funnels work for your business. Okay. They may not look like the funnels you've seen in the past. They may not look like exactly what you think of when you think of funnels, but you can have a funnel in your business. I promise. And if you feel super stuck on this, I'm telling you, this is a huge thing we cover in my coaching program. But if coaching isn't right for you right now, and you're feeling super, super stuck on this, and you're like, I don't even know how to make a funnel in my business. I don't see how that could possibly work for me with what I sell reach out to me on Instagram at Haley Luckadoo and let's talk and let me give you some ideas for how you can go create a funnel in your particular business. But you really want to think of whatever your content platform is as the top of your funnel. And then you want to create this journey for your customer that they go through. And you want to think of it with them in mind, build it with them in mind of what they're going to need. If they don't buy this, what would they need instead? If they do buy this, what would they need in addition to that? Put those funnels in place so that you can bring in the extra revenue. You can help your clients even more without having to constantly be jumping on a billion sales calls and having all of these conversations in the DMs and only maybe selling a couple of them and feeling really frustrated and burnt out on your time. Number four, moving right along, automations. So this goes right along with systems and kind of goes along with putting funnels in place too. So this is why I said I had these in a particular order. Once you have systems in place and you've built out your funnels, you want to make sure that you're automating as much as you can in your business. Now, I very much believe in making sure that business still feels very personal. So I'm not telling you to automate every email that you've ever sent. That's not what I'm saying, but find things in your business that would be really good automated, right? That would really benefit from being automated. It would actually benefit your clients. It would benefit you. It would benefit potential customers, whoever, but I guarantee you there are things in your business that you are currently not automating that could be automated. They are not only going to help you, but they're going to make you look more professional and make your clients or potential customers have even more faith in you. Okay. So really think about what that is. So content planning is a great way to start diving into automations. Like how can you schedule your post? How can you batch a lot of things and automate those processes? What, what can that look like from a content standpoint to save you time? This is the power of a CRM, right? I personally use HoneyBook. I love it. I swear by it. If you want to code, check out the links below this, depending on what platform you're listing on. But most of them have a link below this where you can grab 50% off HoneyBook through my code. Um, I love HoneyBook. I swear by it. But that is a great way to automate your brochures, proposals, contracts, invoices. You can automate so many other things within HoneyBook, but any type of CRM like that, you can use Dubsado or, or whatever, 
but find a CRM system that's going to help you automate those things so that when a, you know, potential client inquires, maybe they use a form, they go straight into the system. They automatically get this like welcome email that gives you, gives them your brochure or, you know, has them fill out additional information or gives them a proposal or whatever it is. And then when they're like, yes, that sounds perfect. I want to book this, you know, the system automatically recognizes that and sends them a contract and an invoice or whatever it is. And two other things that I think are really important to note about a CRM system and automations is number one, scheduling. If you are scheduling anything, whether it is like um, discovery calls with potential clients, maybe it's a sales call, maybe you do a podcast and you're doing podcast interviews or you do interviews for a YouTube channel or anything at all like that, where you've got people getting on your calendar for something, absolutely that scheduling process should be automated. And that is usually something you can do through a CRM system. If your CRM doesn't do that, you can look into things like Calendly or Acuity, tools like that that help you schedule and get people on your calendar, but you can automate those processes. So your CRM system sends out an email to this person that has a link to your calendar system, whether that's the same system or something different. And then they're looking at your calendar. They book a slot that works for them. It automatically puts it on your calendar and sends them a confirmation email. You did nothing in that time, but now they're on your calendar and they feel well taken care of because of such quick responses. The second thing is email follow-ups. So whether this is with sending out proposals and contracts and invoices, or it's with scheduling, or it's just with other types of follow-ups that you have to do in your business, there is absolutely no reason that you should be personally typing out follow-up emails to people in your business. Absolutely not. That should either be going through your CRM or you've got that scheduled out in some sort of email marketing, email software platform, whatever. But there's no reason you should be wasting your time on that. You're probably typing the same thing over and over and over again, just saying, hey, I'm bumping this to the top of your inbox. Did you have any questions? And there's no, there's no point in that. There's no reason for that. So really look into where are the places in your business that you could make automations happen? How can you really utilize a CRM system, especially for things like scheduling and for email follow-ups. And then don't forget to go back and dig into the content side of your business and look into really planning out, mapping out your content, scheduling it out, and even batching and what types of automations you can get in those content creation processes that's going to really help you move things along and get some of your time back. Last But absolutely not least, number five is going to kind of come as no surprise. And you're probably going to roll your eyes when I say it, because I said, this is five ways that you can start delegating without having to hire someone into your business. So the fifth one is outsourcing. It is not the same as hiring. And here's why I put it on the list. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I think you get the gist of outsourcing. But the reason I put it on the list 
is that if you are not in a position to actually hire an employee yet, but you have revenue coming in that you know you could afford to pay somebody to take a couple of tasks off of your plate, then outsourcing is a really great option. So outsourcing can look like a couple of different things. It can look like hiring a virtual assistant or a social media manager or a podcast editor or something like that for a certain task or for a certain amount of hours a week or hours a month or whatever. But it could also look like just outsourcing really particular tasks, like one-time tasks. Like if you know that you have to create um, some graphics and you want to like use these graphics as templates for your social media posts for the future, you can outsource that to a graphic designer as like a one-time thing. Um, a good way to think of this is like building your website, right? A lot of us, most of us, hopefully don't really build our own websites. We hire out to a website designer or whatever. And it's usually like a one-time cost essentially to have them build the website and design it and do all of that. Or a copywriter, for example, if you need to build out a sales page and write a bunch of copy, hire a copywriter. It's a one-time thing, but it takes a lot of time off of your plate and maybe is something that you're not necessarily good at or don't like to do. Those are the type of tasks that I always recommend that you outsource, right? The things that you know somebody else could do in way less time because they're good at it, they enjoy it, you're not good at it, or you don't enjoy it as much, and you just don't have the time to put into it. So do your research, find somebody you can outsource to. If you're looking for particular sites to just kind of outsource kind of one-off projects, Check out places like Upwork or Fiverr, or even post in some Facebook groups and say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. Who do you know? You'll get great recommendations that way. You could even do that if it's not a one-off task and you're looking for a virtual assistant or a social media manager, or podcast editor, YouTube editor, whatever, um, whatever you're going to outsource, just make sure that outsourcing it is worth the money you're paying because it's giving you enough time back to go work on something that you're better at or would rather be working on anyway. But if you've got the money coming in and this feels comfortable, outsourcing is a great way to delegate if you're still not ready to hire yet. And it's less of a risk and less of a commitment. Just all I'll preface this with is please do your research before outsourcing anyone or giving them any information about your business the same way you would, the same way you would do research and, and have conversations with people. If you were going to actually hire them as an employee, treat or outsourcing the same way, treat it with the same respect, you know, do the work up front to make sure that you're outsourcing to the right person. But I do think it is a really great option, especially if you're just looking for some little like one-off tasks. So it's number five, even though it kind of goes hand in hand with hiring. So that is it. Five ways that you can start delegating in your business without having to hire an employee. Just to recap, number one was to prioritize. So you're going to start making a priority list, a must-do list. Think about time blocking and batching. Maybe even use a timer just to increase your productivity. Number two was really creating systems 
putting those SOPs in place, coming up with templates, canned responses, and just really finding the tools and platforms that will save you time. Number three was putting those funnels in place so that it's doing all the work to upsell and downsell for you and helping you make revenue, extra revenue without doing necessarily extra work. And you're building that out with your customer in mind. What would they need? What kind of journey do they need to go on when they're buying from you? Hand in hand with that, number four was automations. So we're gonna automate everything that we can in our business. This includes getting a CRM system that includes, you know, automating things like scheduling and follow-up emails, and even looking at how can we automate our content creation processes a little more. And then number five was if you have the capacity and the bandwidth, and even more particularly the revenue to spare outsourcing might be a good option if you're just looking to bring somebody on as a virtual assistant, a social media manager, or just looking to outsource some one-off tasks that you're either not good at or don't like doing. So those are my five ways, some of which I don't think people necessarily think of when they think of delegation, but those are five ways that you can actually start delegating in your business without having to hire. Because I know when we hear the word delegating, we automatically think of hiring. And a lot of the time our brains go, nope, not ready for that yet, or can't afford to hire someone else yet or whatever. And we get very tripped up on the idea of delegating, but I'm here to tell you there are ways you can do it too. It doesn't have to always involve hiring an employee. So hopefully this helped you out a lot. I would love to hear from you at Haley Luckadoo on Instagram. Let me know what sparked something for you on this list. What's something that you haven't tried or that you're going to kind of dig back into a little bit in the delegation process. What did you like about this? What did you not like? Let me know if you have other ways to delegate. I'd love to hear them. Maybe we can, you know, come back and add them in a blog post or something later. I'd love to hear how you're delegating in your business. So hit me up, let me know. Don't forget to reach out if you think that coaching might be for you. If you've got questions, if you just wanna know you know, what I teach and who it's really for, we can have a, a deeper conversation about that. I'm not gonna try to force you to get on a call or try to sell you into something that isn't right for you. I'm just gonna ask you the right questions to give us both an idea of if we're right for each other. But I do have a couple of spots available left for the rest of the year. So hit me up. Let's have a conversation if you think that might be right for you. Like I said, I hope this helped you. I hope you'll reach out. I love hearing from you guys when you have thoughts or feedback or this sparked ideas for you. So hit me up on Instagram, share it with your friends, share it with your biz bestie. If you're feeling so called to do so, but I hope you will go out, start finding ways to delegate in your own business, give yourself the freedom and the permission to just have your time back and go work on some more projects, hit some more goals or take some time off because I know we all deserve that. And with that, I hope you have a great rest of the week. I hope you'll tune back in on Friday for our Fire Fridays episode. And I will see you again next week. And please remember, don't forget, it only takes one spark of an idea to create a wildfire of success. 
That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at Females on Fire. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.